everybody. This is the Wild Ass Podcast, and I am your host, Wild Ass Craig. This is episode 42, and in this episode, I get to introduce all of you to Jason Setzer. Known across all of the socials and YouTube as Setzer Pendants, you may have heard of him before. We've connected briefly in person, through social media, and of course, by phone. As one of those guys that just seems like an old friend, let me introduce him to all of you now. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I mean, that was a killer intro. I was kind of looking around <laughs> like, is he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> so, he is talking um, about uh, me. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you now watching on YouTube, this is this guy's fault. So, Jason, thank you very much. Uh, we spent a, a little while getting this dialed in. You built the graphic for me, and here we are. Look at that. It's awesome. I think it looks great. Yeah, this the yeah. this platform has intimidated me for a long time now. And uh, mm -hmm. without you helping me out, I would still be wow. intimidated and we would just be a normal audio podcast. So if you're listening <laughs> on audio over on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever, you can now find this on YouTube. Just find the wild ass page and we'll figure out how to get it up there next. That's the next problem, yeah. right? You know, I know there's also a way you can do it on uh, Spotify. You can have a video podcast on Spotify now. I so, remember seeing that. So that's the, it's not, the Spotify. It's not, yeah, it's not exactly plug and play, but I mean, there's there's a way to do it. So Okay. Well, very cool. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, I, I was trying to think of this because we really haven't known each other that long. I heard of you through Denver's podcast, The V-Twin Life, um, who's been instrumental in helping me get this podcast up and running. Um, that's how I first heard of you. But I would have to say that as far as our friendship goes, it's just a product of what social media was actually designed to do. And that's bring people together. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> people actually getting together for the intent, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's not a whole, it's not very often that I get to actually meet the people I meet on social media in real life. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, glad that we, I'm glad that we've met. Yeah. Same, same. Um, I think we had, uh, our paths were dangerously close to crossing, I believe last June, but I don't know that we actually met. It seems like we had that conversation and we weren't really sure. Yeah. So that was at the, um, Hoka Hay in 2022. Um, we were yeah. in the same I was there and, uh, I'd met a few people, um, a few, um, uh, riders and, um, we never actually met, but I was there and I actually got pictures of your bike and, um, uh, yeah, yeah but our paths never actually crossed there. Right. So that was, was near, uh, near hit. <laughs> yeah, nearly. Um, but it's, it's cool. And I mentioned the fact that, you know, kind of the old friend vibes and I don't know, you know, I, I can tell you feel the same way cause we've only, I mean, we've, been talking on the phone now for a couple months maybe but it's literally like just conversations that old friends have and it's, it's yeah. really cool so thank you for that i appreciate it yeah no same it's nice you know it's um uh, you know i'm a pretty open book but you know it, it, i think i even remember saying a couple times you know like I, I get done explaining some stuff to you i was like man i don't know why i shared that with you but <laughs> it just <laughs> it just feels like you know i can talk to you about anything so yeah no that's good well and here we are but we won't talk about anything because this is a public forum and, and some things need to not be here. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, one of the things that surprises me because you're a motorcycle guy and I don't know why this surprises me so much, maybe because we don't see enough of it, but you're into 
personal self-development, you know, that kind of stuff, which was maybe another connection that we have. It seems like a lot of people in the people I've known historically have, Mm -hmm. that's not really their thing. Now, of course, as I do it more and more and more, I find more people, but this was just a connection. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of interesting. It's like, I, I, I forget exactly what we were talking about, but I remember throwing, you know, throwing this out there because, you know, like if you talk to somebody who's not into any kind of personal development or any kind of, of that, right. You don't want to come across, or at least I don't want to come across like preachy or something like that. You know, it's like, I'm not telling you, you need to do better for you. I'm just saying like, okay, look, you know, there's some things in my life that I've greatly benefited from, you know, let me just give you a little example. Right. And then, so I, I forget what it was that I was telling you about, but you, like right away you were like so it sounds like you're into personal development you know and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm in friendly waters here that's good you know yeah <laughs> so, yeah so when i call you a dork and a nerd it's really just the same thing it's all good, <laughs> yeah, it's all good so one of the things with my podcast i try to do a little digging you know kind of try to find something you know that we can talk about or something some interesting fact and when we Googled your name, the first thing that popped up was quite concerning and it was Uh-oh. a headline. Yeah. A headline that read Clay County Sheriff's office disrupts drug trafficking operation between Florida and California. It goes on to read Jason Setzer 46 of orange park and Alvin Mercado 38, blah, blah, were both arrested in connection with the suspected drug trafficking operation. This happened in mm-hmm. 22. So if that happened in 22 at 46, how old are you now? And so, and should we be like, is this the end? <laughs> no, 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 no. So here's the thing. Tell this, is, this, this is where, this is, um, this is where I've got everybody fooled. Most people that go into witness protection change their name. Oh, so I'm just out here in the open. Like I'm Jason Setzer. So yeah. who's going to believe that? Yeah. Who is going to believe that? So it hasn't been a problem yet. Good. Good. <laughs> I searched no, that and I'm like, uh, actually, a, yeah, go ahead. There's a fun, the funny thing about, about my name, right? So uh, ever since, God, I'm going to age myself here a little bit. And by the way, I'm 40, what year are we in? We're in 24. I'm I'm 44. I'll be 45 this year in August. Um, okay. So it wasn't you. No, 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 no. Or they changed your um, age. <laughs> so the, uh, the funny thing is, is like, I remember whenever, you know, the internet started to become a thing, you know, I, 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 well, but when I became more interested in it, you know, I, I um, uh, one of the first things that I did was search my name, you know, and then, so I found out that, you know, and this was back then, of course, now I'm a drug trafficker in California, but back then, um, there's a librarian in North Carolina and he, he was like, he's a little more nerdy than I am. And he like, he bought up all the, or he registered for all the free shit under Jason Setzer. And then, so I was like, this dude. You know, and I'm like, he's not even doing anything with his MySpace. What the hell, you know, <laughs> or whatever the accounts were. But anyways, it's now there's just so much stuff. It doesn't really matter, you know. <laughs> and so, funny. yeah, now I go by sets repentance or, or now Iceman. So it's uh, it's all doesn't really matter anymore. <clears throat> so that's coming up. I have that as a question. Where'd the name Iceman come from? So last um, last summer we did a. Um, uh, I, I was riding last summer. I got invited, um, from riot with the mom monsters to do, um, a, a little bit of documenting of their ride around Texas. They're taking okay. Gavin, 
um, for those of y'all that don't know, Gavin is a hero for the mom monsters and um, the monsters ride for, for the heroes. So they took Gavin to every Harley dealership in the state of Texas. And that was eight days, 3,700 miles. And it was over a hundred degree heat. And then, so I got invited along and then I quickly was just like, you know, well, I'm gonna bring my son too, you know? And then, so my, my son's really into photography and, and I'm, um, I'm into videography. It's kind of a really funny story how all this came to be, but, um, we're riding all across Texas and I had a cooler on, on my bike that I was icing stuff down with. Right. And so Gavin, uh, he's, he's pretty standoffish to people that he doesn't know. He's pretty bashful. Right. Yeah. And then, so it was like yeah. the first couple of days, he didn't even know I was there or he put, he, he put on a good show. Like he didn't even know who I was. Right. And so, um, I, I guess it was day, day two or day three. Uh, I was, um, <laughs> uh, I had these skull caps that we were putting on underneath our helmets, you know? And then, so he also had a cooling vest, you know, and our, one of the biggest things, one of our biggest concerns was making sure that he wasn't going to get too overheated. And so, um, I was always swapping out some stuff for him out of my cooler. You know, I'd get him the, the cooling vest or I'd get him those skull caps. They were sitting in ice water, you know? And then, so I, I think it was like day two or three, um, he started calling me Iceman, And so, uh, it just kind of stuck from there. And so riot and twister and, and hopper, you know, everybody started referring to me as Iceman. So here I am. That's awesome. <laughs> so now I got now I got to take a cooler with me everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to live up to the name. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, no, that was a, that, that was an awesome time. I was, um, uh, I was signed up to do some mild monster stuff. I did, a, a the, the monster 100 that year. Um, but uh, you know, along that ride, I, I got a, I've got a really unique opportunity to get, um, front row seat to what the mild monsters is all about. And, um, and, and, you know, uh, even to, to, you know, be welcome to the, to the organization, you know? So, um, I feel like I, uh, I got my, I don't know what I would have got my monster, my monster claws or whatever monsters get, <laughs> whatever they, whenever they mature, uh, I feel like I got those on that trip. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was a we great experience. Gonna, I bet we are going to talk more about that trip coming up for the okay. viewers. Now I can say viewers, right. For the listeners, that don't know who you are you're currently in texas right is this where you grew up and, and yeah. when did you move from florida when you got out of jail so, or <laughs> so um i went to high school or i went to school in lavernia which is a little podunk town well, it used to be a little podunk town uh, really close to san antonio and um whenever i got out of high school um and even every summer during my high school years i worked for my dad and uh, we built uh, self-storage buildings all over the United States. And so um, when I got out of high school, I, I, you know, I was on the road with him and we traveled a lot, you know, and lived out of motels and, you know, it was just construction life. That's all I knew. And um, I did that for a while-ish. And, uh, you know, it didn't take me long to realize, I, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to be in the heat in the summer and the cold in the winter. So <laughs> I was like, I got to figure something out, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I, I made my way into the drafting world. And then uh, I actually started drawing blueprints for the same building that I was building. And so it was really beneficial because um, all the people at the time that were doing drafting for those buildings, the buildings are really niche. They're not they're not framed like traditional framing. They have their own framing style, their own system. They use their own 
it's just a, a very niche down thing, right? And so I knew these buildings inside and out because I was building them, and nobody else had that kind of experience whenever they were drawing them. So, sure. um, what sure. I, I, computers and 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 all of that really wasn't my forte. I wasn't my thing, you know. And then, um, uh, I I got a job as a, a drafting uh, a, a drafter uh, for these buildings, and um, I just you know, square peg in a round hole, man. I did not belong in an office. I didn't belong with office people, you know, but I was out of the heat. So that was a good thing. Um, I knew how to turn the computer on, you know, and then uh, I had a lot of questions after that, but um, they were really after my, my, my field experience. So they, they were willing to put up with me and I give me some on the job training. Uh, at the time I went to ITT technical Institute uh, to supplement my learning. And, um, uh, I was there for a couple of semesters and, or not even, a, I was there for one full semester and, uh, I bounced, I quit. And then, um, I went, I was just full time at the doing, doing what I do. So, um, yeah, I moved back or I was, uh, I, I'd lived in different States with some precarious people for a little while. And, uh, uh, once I, you know, kind of settled down, um, you know, life brought me back to San Antonio or back to Texas. So, um, came home, uh, you know, settled down, whatever that means. And, um, you know, I had, uh, my son when I was really, really young, um, uh, I had chase whenever I was 20. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't really do, you know, there, there was a whole lot of, there was a whole lot of mischief that I missed out on. <laughs> that I was definitely headed towards, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, you try to be responsible. Right. So anyway, so I, um, you know, I took up the family life and, um, as much as I could. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, st- uh, I, I worked for, um, uh, a drafting company that drafts specifically for self storage. And then from there I went to another company as, um, an operations manager. And then, for, you know, from there, I just, I went out on my own in 2007, started my own business and I didn't look back. And of course, along the way, I, I've done a lot of entrepreneurial type of things. You know, I've always had little side gigs and stuff like that. But um, my uh, bread and butter company is uh, River City Design, which I started in 07. Okay. And that's, is that what you're doing now still? Same thing? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the core <laughs> of uh, all of the, all of the stuff that I get to do, all the, all the riding that I get to do and, and all of the other interests and podcasts and, and, uh, you know, stuff and hobbies is all off the backbone of River City Design. So, <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So you talk about all the riding. So let's, uh, let's get into that. How did you get into riding? Like in the beginning, you know, when were you first introduced to motorcycles? When did you, you know, what was your sure. first bike? How did you progress all the way to the bike you have now or bikes? Okay. So I got my first bike when I was four years old it was a little 50, a little, um, a little Suzuki 50. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm, I, I couldn't ride a bicycle. Uh, we lived in, we lived in the country, we lived in sand. Right. And then, so there was this little square area where we parked that was concrete. And so like, that was the only place that I could ride a bike, you know, it had training wheels yeah. and I was always off the damn thing i couldn't ride it you know and then so my dad comes home my dad was a pretty ornery uh redneck type of fella so he comes home and he's like i got something for you you know and so i look out the i i remember this to this day 
Really? I remember looking at, I can remember looking out of the, the front patio window. We lived in, it was, the house that we lived in was, um, it was eventually an 8,000 square foot house, but it started off as just a 2,000 square foot house on stilts. And so I remember looking out at the patio into the back of my dad's truck and I remember seeing his motorcycle and I was like, I'd never seen something so cool in my whole life. I was like, wow, what is that? You know, that's, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anything about him. I didn't even watch TV that had people ride. I, I didn't know Jack about him, you know? And so, um, I, but, but it's so cool, you know, I mean, how could you not think that was cool? So, um, we get, we, you know, we go downstairs and I remember my dad pops the tailgate on his truck and it like with one hand, he pulls the damn thing out and puts it on the ground. <laughs> and then, so, uh, you know, he's got, you know, he's putting gas in it and he's, you know, it's got a kickstart. So he's got his, you know, he's got his hand on the kickstart and he's, you know, he yeah. started just an honorary dude, you know? And then, so it, it's start, you know, it's started up and, you know, he's giving it gas. He's like, well, get on it. You know, and I'm on I'm, I'm shorts, no shoes, no shirt, no helmet, no <laughs> nothing, you know? And I'm like, I love this thing already, you know? So I get on this bike and, um, uh, it was, so there was just three gears and it didn't have a clutch. Right. So you sit yep. on it and you start to give it gas and you start to go. So I just, you know, as probably everybody who's seen a kid get on a bike for the first time experience, I just gave it hell and then wrapped it out in first gear is pretty fast, you know, and then I couldn't figure, I, I didn't sound right. I knew something wasn't right, but it was just like, I was going and it was awesome. And it was further than I'd ever been on a bicycle, you know, and I was like, awesome. And then I hit a tree and I fell over and the bike landed on my leg and it branded me. And I had that brand on my leg until I was like, I don't know. 18, you know, and I was four years old when I got the brand. And over the years, you could just see the grill marks that were on the side of my calf. And you could just see them getting further and further apart as I was getting older. It was kind of neat. But, um, so my dad, my dad loved to repeat things that I used to say, because he used to say some weird shit, you know? So I got up, of course, you know, didn't cry or anything. I got up and I said, dad, I think that might just be too much damn bike for me. (laughs) 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 You got a kick out of that. And, um, uh, eventually, uh, I did get the hang of it and, um, I don't need training wheels anymore, but I've had, I've been on a motorcycle ever since, you know, um, I had, um, uh, as I, as I grew up, you know, I got all of the major CCs, right. I got the 50, 80, 100. Um, we had one that was bored out to, I think a 120 or something. And then, um, I, I think around that, cc is whenever um my brother who's nine years older than me uh he was on dirt bikes too and uh he was always wheeling and dealing and doing stuff and so he traded one of his bikes for a bike for me and um that was the first bike that i had ever got that had a clutch and man you want to talk about feeling like big shit i'm like i'm 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 big stuff man i ride a motorcycle that has a clutch i gotta shift gears man there's not a lot of people out there that can do that. You know, I'm just living high and you're just like, I love this life. Right. So, you know, we had video games. We lived a pretty, you know, pretty blessed life, you know, whenever I was younger, but you know, man, we, we, we were always outside and, you know, it was either, uh, you know, getting dirty, building, you know, mud hole swimming pools or riding the bikes, you know, riding the motorcycles. And, you know, we lived on five acres and, you know, we'd ride down, you know, we'd ride down to another subdivision. We'd be gone all day and come back and, you know, you know, we'd leave with money for gas and hit this little gas station up on the, you know, you could see us riding in the ditch on the side of the road, you know, cause we weren't allowed, they weren't street legal. You can't be on the road. Right. So, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was a lot of my childhood, you know, just riding dirt bikes and, uh, you know, you know, breaking shit and, and figuring out how to make it work again. So you don't get in trouble, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I did that. And then, um, you know, whenever, whenever, um, I, uh, I graduated high school, I hit the road and I didn't actually quote unquote own a bike. Um, you know, we still had dirt bikes and stuff like that at the house, but I mean, I was always on the road anyway, so I didn't really have, you know, I didn't even have an, I didn't even have, uh, you know, like my own personal vehicle was a uh, 72 Nova and it was parked at the house. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, you know, I had a work truck, you know, and I, that's what I got to drive. Right. So there was a good little stretch there where I, I didn't have, or I didn't own a, a motorcycle. Um, but, um, uh, whenever, um, let's see here, I got, my son was born in 2000. And so he got his first bike, uh, when he was three. And so a little bit after that is whenever I got, um, I started getting back into riding bikes. I had, I had a couple of, um, like hand me bikes, like, a like, a I don't even know what the hell they were. Uh, uh, so the, 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 the old gold wings back in the eighties, um, F's, um, I don't know what it was, but it was a four cylinder motor. <clears throat> it was really quick for the bike at the, you know, for bikes at the time. And so I, I rode yep. that. Like, yep. We took all the fairings off of it. We took all the, the gold wing stuff off of it and just rolled like the, you know, the bare bike. So I rode that for a while. And then, um, I was, you know, I was doing side work and, uh, you know, this time I was drafting, you know, and so I was doing side work and, and, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to buy me a bike, you know, I miss, I miss, you know, riding. And so I bought me a Honda shadow 1100 and, um, I love that bike. Uh, it, it, was nice the first bike. Bike. it was the first bike that I went out of town on. Uh, I went and met my friend, a real good friend of mine. I met in Seminole, Texas. Uh, I rode out there and then, um, you know, from there he and I, uh, he was going through a divorce and, uh, his dad was going up there and actually dropping off a bike. And, um, so that he had one to ride and, uh, his dad's always had bikes. And so, um, I rode up there with him. And then from there we rode out to uh, white sands, New Mexico. And, you know, we did some, you know, out in Rito. So we did some riding and stuff like that. And, um, it was just, it just took a hold of me, man. It's like, wow. You know, you, you get on the road and it's like, you know, you, you know, you, you just, everything just, just goes away. You know, you, you hear, you know, all the sounds that you hear when you're on a motorcycle, you know, you're on the road or whatever, and you know, there's cars and traffic or whatever, but I mean, it's just like, you know, and then you get, it, you, we've spent so many times, so many hours. And I was thinking about this the other day, my brother and I, we do a lot of riding together to this day. And I was thinking the other day. The amount of hours collectively that we have spent shooting the shit at gas stations and truck stops, you know, is probably more than we've spent in our childhood talking. You know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's just like a different world. You know, I don't know. I, you know, words fail me trying to explain it, but uh, it, it just, it grabbed me, you know, and I was like, this is, I love this. This is awesome. You know? And then, so um, I got, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I got really into my business and, um, uh, I, um, you know, I didn't get, a, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of writing. And, uh, th this is about 2007 or so. I was just really focused in on my business and, and, you know, really trying to make that work and everything. And, you know, I, I had that bike and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I didn't do, I didn't do nowhere near 
a whole lot of riding. I mean, maybe a few thousand miles a year or something like that. You know, that, you know, I did that one big trip to, to Seminole and that, I don't know how many miles, I don't remember how long that was, but it was five or so days, you know, five or six or seven days or something like that. And then, um, it was just like, it was so awesome. And then it was so long ago, it was so long again before I got to experience that, you know? And then, so, um, I, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, built a pretty success, pretty success, successful business. My brother, um, he's looking at getting a new, he had, he, my brother's always had Harleys. And so he's looking to get a new, a new bike. And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting another Harley and I really don't need two Harleys. I, I got to know, you know, I got this one and I was like, I'll buy it, you know? And he's like, well, you know, I don't mind trying to give you my, I said, dude, just shut up. Just how much do I need to write you a check for, you know? And then, so I bought that bike and then, uh, he bought a 19 electric glide. And then he and I went with our wives. We went riding out to, um, Missoula, Missouri. And then, um, not Missoula, Montana, uh, Brand- no, 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 oh, no Branson? Not Missoula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Branson. Missoula is where I met Denver. Um, but we rode out to Branson. It was the it was about a four thousand mile trip over six ish days or so. You know, it was like every two days we got to a new uh, uh, place to sit, uh, a, a new place to to motel and uh, Airbnb or whatever. They got condos and stuff like that. So, um, I was like, and then it was just like a, a, a big slap in the face. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was really ironic how how, um, that all came back around because at that point in my life, I was really, you know, was struggling with a lot of things, depression and, um, just, you know, just wasn't happy. And, you know, there's just a lot of weird things, not a weird things, just a lot of life things, you know? And then, so it was just like breathing a, a, a breath of fresh air, you know, just being out and it was hundred, 110 degrees. I mean, it was stupid hot and, you know, sunburn and shit and bike problems. But I mean, all that aside, it was just like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this just feels right. You know? So from there I bought, um, I, I wasn't trying to buy a bike. I was really happy with that. Oh, four, you know, it was paid for and it, it ran and it was, you know, five speed 88, you know, it was like, Oh, this is great. You know? <laughs> and so, um, uh, I was like, if I did want a bike though, this is probably what I would get. And then, so we, me and my brother, we were collecting, we were going over, um, we were doing all the Harleys to collect poker chips. You know, we'd ride to them to collect the chips. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we were at Waco Harley and my brother, you know, I, you know, I'm outside, I'm getting all my stuff, you know, whatever my brother goes in, he comes out and he goes, Hey, they got your bike inside. I said, shut up, man. I, I'm not, you know, don't, don't mess with me like that. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's what, this is what you said. You said road glide limited one thirty one. You know, he starts to name off all the stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? You know? So I went in there and I'm like, how much is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I bought that bike. That was a, that's my limited, the 2020 limited that I got. And then I put, uh, I, I got about 76,000 miles on it and, um, they're all fun miles, man. Uh, I, I didn't use it to commute. I just, every time I got on it, it was going to be for fun. And so, um, the, the first thing I did was, uh, I went to Sturgis in 2020 during COVID and, uh, it was, uh, and I went solo. I was supposed to go with two other people, my brother included, and, uh, it just didn't work out. And so I, I, I rode up there solo and, um, I didn't have any, you know, I had a motel up there. Right. But 
I didn't really have any kind of destination or I didn't have any kind of plan or anything like that. Uh, destination. Yeah. I mean, I, but I didn't have any kind of plan. And so being solo, right. It was just like, wow, this is um, a whole different element. You know what I mean? So like before it was like, always I had somewhere to be, or, you know, I might've been, I might've done an out of, out of, you know, overnight trip or overnight stay somewhere or whatever. But this type of travel, you know, with nobody's expecting you, and you really don't have to be anywhere is, um, is, uh, very liberating. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, an amazing feeling. And so, um, I, I really started to think, I feel like I really started to understand why there's so many bikers that hit the road that ride solo, you know, uh, riding in big groups. Isn't my thing I have, I've done it. Um, I'm always, I'm always worried about the other person's riding, ability you know and, and that's not to put anybody down but you know if if i and i ride like an asshole so if i ride like an asshole <laughs> and you ride really conservative and i'm in the middle of all these conservative riders you know i'm probably going to cause a problem right so i just i don't do groups really well unless you know i try to be in the back or in the front or you know somewhere with an easy escape route you know what i mean but um but yeah i mean i dig the whole you know solo riding you know it's like um it, it kind of forces you to to be in the moment you know, it forces you to, um, just really take in what's happening, you know? And, um, at this point in my life, I really need that, you know, uh, there was so much stuff that I had that's been on autopilot and, you know, it's just like, you know, whenever I get on a bike, it's just, ah, oh, you know? And then, so uh, we did a, we, we did that tour and then, you know, along the way they had the damn, the new 2023 CVOs come out. And then, so we were at a dealership that had one, uh, the road glide. And I, I remember looking over at it and I was like, I remember seeing the pictures online and I was like, it was not impressed. You know, I was like, that thing looks ridiculous. Um, the street glide actually, I thought looked a whole lot better, you know? And then, so, but I'm, I'm fixed sharing for life, man. I putting down miles and, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to go back to, you know, a, a, a handlebar mounted fairing anyway so we, we were somewhere and then uh twister uh she was uh, she was poking at me and then riots poking at me and they're like hey you gonna get a new cvo or what and i'm like no there's no way in hell i'm gonna go buy a, a brand i was like there's nothing wrong with i mean there's plenty wrong with my bike but i mean there's nothing wrong with my bike <laughs> I mean, i'm like oh no i you know no way no way no way no way so september i bought a new cvo <laughs> so yeah i got yeah. a CV, and i kept my old bike right so i have a. Uh, uh, we, we are the proud owners of, uh, two bikes in our family, two, two Harleys. And by we, I mean me, yeah. my brother, my, my son, he's my, my son's on a 2016 road glide limited. And, um, he's taken everything. I, it's, he's, he dyna road is, is freaking bagger. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, yeah, that was probably a little longer than you was anticipating, but yeah, that was the, that was the front to end from where I started to where I am. No, it's perfect. So. I don't even have to do any work here. All I got to do is sit and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got through all your bikes. We know what you're doing for a career. One thing that really interests me about you is you're outside of the motorcycle world a little bit with your podcasts that you, you have. We don't have to go into detail, but share with us what you do there. Because I think those are as amazing as everything else. They're very cool. So talk about those just a little bit. It's two of them, right? Sure. Three of them. Um, so I, I have my own, I have my own podcast that is, it's the, it's branded local business. It started off as local talent. 
And then just because I'm weird and, and I, I do shit to make things harder on myself, it went from one podcast to three podcasts kind of in a hurry. And so the, the local talent is what it was originally uh, billed as. It was originally branded local talent was the name of the podcast. And then so now local talent is a network of three podcasts. And the, uh, the whole idea is, you know, of course, local, right? And so local business is about uh, local entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, th- so that's my show. Then there's local politics and then there's local health. Um, local politics is with my friend and co-host, uh, or I'm his co-host for, um, everything to do with, you know, all the local politics. He's, you know, he, he's a uh, equal, you know, about pissing everybody off. So he's a great, he's a great host because he doesn't mind, you know, getting in anybody's crap, but, um, you know, he's really passionate about politics more so than I am. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's a real I think it's a really positive service for the community because we bring in all the candidates for whatever's being, uh, whatever positions being, you know, up for election. We bring the candidates in, do a Q and a, you know, it's, it's really, um, uh, I, I, I think it's a really valuable service for the community. Um, and then the local health, you know, same kind of, you know, uh, there's a, a, a local her, uh, nurse practitioner, um, my doctor who is a nurse practitioner, um, you know, we bring him in here and we try to, con- we try to get that show down to 30 minutes, but I'm a nerd about everything. I got to know how things work. I got to know all the questions. I, I got to know all the answers to all the questions. Right. So like, you know, we bring him in here and we talk about testosterone or we talk about hair loss, what, whatever. And I'm just like, tell me more. All right. So exactly why do the follicles react to this? You know? <laughs> and so it's like, I, you know, that's just how I roll. And then uh, my show is local business, and so um, uh, I'm 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 interviewing um, business owners that are in the community, not your Bill Gates, not your you know Elon Musk, you know, not the people that I, you know people see those guys on the news. I don't think that they can identify with those with those guys. They're like, oh, these billionaires aren't you know, yeah, one they're not yeah. small business, and they're they're whatever, right? But I mean, the people that you're doing business with, you know, you you go into a local franchise your restaurant tropical smoothie or, or you, you know, you're, you're going across the street and you're, you're, you know, whatever it is, you know, those guys, you know, is, is who I'm having on the show. You know what I mean? Your local, your, your local counselors and business coaches and, and, um, you know, mechanics, you know, uh, these, these types of guys are these types of business owners are, are who are like having on the show because they have, um, you know, real world stuff about what's going on. You know what I mean? Like this, this is, you know, this type, this type of marketing worked for me. This type of marketing didn't work for me. This is social media is how we use it. This is how we don't use it. You know, we did use a payroll company. We used a payroll person. We got, you know, we got shafted. We got stolen from, we got, you know, the city shut us down. All, all the questions and all the, all the stuff that happens, you know, in everyday business that you don't really hear about, you know what I mean? That, yeah. It kind of makes a difference, you know? So it's, it's been a lot of fun to talk through, um, those types of, um, experiences, you know? Um, I, I'm a big, huge firm believer in entrepreneurship. You know, every, everybody should have a business, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I have employees, right? So I understand what I'm saying, right? If everybody had a business then you wouldn't have any employees, that's not hundred percent true, but you know, there's a, there's, there's really a lot of value in, in, having your own business, you know, and it, 
that value isn't necessarily tied to money. It can be, but it's not necessarily, you know, always dollars and cents. You know, whenever I started my business, I was, uh, I was working from the house. I was at home when the kids went to school. I was at home when the kids got back from school. Uh, I couldn't put a price on that. You know, that, that meant, that meant the world to me. So the older I get, the less money makes a decision in my decision-making process, you know? So, but yeah, that's, those are my podcasts. Um, they are, um, we were on a little hiatus through the holidays. We're about to start ramping back up. And so we, we built out this studio and, uh, chase my son, he's on board. He does the editing now and, um, he's going to be the, um, he's going to be the one pulling all the levers and pushing the buttons once we get that thing rolling again. So I'm excited nice. about that. That's cool. When you talk to these local businesses, this just pops in my head and you have this accounting firm or this QuickBooks place mm-hmm. or this so-called, you know, service we'll call it. And they, if I have a company and I get screwed, do I say that company's name on your show? So other people are warned or do you kind of keep it somewhat, you know, <laughs> PC? So, <laughs> I, I try. Um, okay. So yeah, yes and no. Right. So I try not to make anybody look like an asshole. Right. So yeah. if, yeah. um, you know, our shows are recorded and edited, they're not live. Right. And so, um, what happens is our, sh- <laughs> Our, our, our recordings are about three hours, you know, and then okay. we condense that down. To, we condense that down to an hour. And so, um, you know, there's, um, there's a, there's a spot in the middle where I do, uh, this thing called, um, uh, the lightning round. And, um, you know, I ask five questions, just random, stupid questions. They don't have anything to do with anything just to kind of change things up, you know, so, from the beginning of the show to the lightning round, it's kind of an intro, who you are, what you do, who, you know, who you do it to, how you got here, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we kind of get into some fundamental stuff about business and, and things like that. And then we do the lightning round. And then after the lightning round, people seem to be kind of loosened up and they kind of forget that they're doing a show. And then, then you can kind of move forward. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah. neat how that came about. But, um, but anyway, the whole shows, you know, like we, we sit in here for three hours and so if somebody who's railing on another business, another local business, and it's happened, um, uh, one so far, I've never had to leave the person that got railed. <laughs> I, I've never had to leave that part of the information in the show. Sure. Um, but it's a fact of life. You know, there's some shysters out there, you know, and, um, I'm not going to be the one that says this person is a shyster, even if they, you know, bamboozled me personally. That's just not what my show is geared towards. It's geared more towards how to succeed. You know, what makes yeah. these people succeed, yeah. oh, you know, good. not oh. necessarily calling out, you know, all the people that suck because there's plenty of them, you know, there's, there's plenty of people, there's plenty of, there's plenty of shysters out there, you know? So. Uh, well, and, and the complainers are the ones that are the easiest to start spewing things out, right? So that was one thing I had to think of before I started this podcast is we're not going to bash things, other right. products, whatever. And I just was curious how you handle that on your show, having three hours and editing it down. Yeah. That's, so, that's I mean, there's there's been some stuff where it's come up, you know, it's like, hey, this the so-and-so that's known in the community, they're just, they're just a crook, you know? And so we don't focus on that. We focus on you know, what has made your business successful? You know what I mean? And, you know, staying away from people like that, you know, okay, what else, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, there was a, there was something I was going to say, um, thought escapes me. 
but uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun talking to other business owners to find out yeah. what's going on and how things are being handled. And it gives you a lot of perspective on your own talking about your lightning round questions. You know, mm-hmm. I do five questions at the end. Maybe we need to exchange lists. So we each <laughs> have some new questions when this is all over. <laughs> I can I send you mine. I'll tell you what I do. And uh, I've kind of, it's been kind of a, it's, it's been fun for me. Um, I buy, I buy games. I buy card games that are like truth or dare type of stuff. And then, so what I'll do is is I just pull five cards out of the deck, you know, and then once they've answered them, I put them off in the discard pile so they don't get asked again on another show. And then once that deck is over, then I go to a new game. And so, um, I see them, I see, you know, and it's not necessarily just games, but like, there's this one that's specifically called pod decks and it is no way in hell I could use it as it was intended. It was intended to have a show, you know, the subject of the show was based around the card that you draw. Now there's no way I could do that, but the cards that you draw, they're really interesting in, you know, like just, you know, Hey, would you rather be the best person on a, on a, on the worst team or the worst player on the best team? You know, things like that. You know what I mean? Sure. And so it's a, it's pretty good conversational stuff, but you see that stuff on, at least I do probably because Google and Facebook and Instagram, they all know how I spend money. And so they put this stuff (laughs) out in front of me, you know, but, um, there's a, I just got another one uh, the other day. It's called decked. And then, um, it's, it's just basically conversational starter type of things, you know? And then, so we yank five cards out of there. And so like, for example, the one that I just, I just bought, um, I, I pulled a card out to see what, you know, there's four levels of intensity. Right. And then, so the one that I pulled out, it says, what do you think more people should know? And I'm like, Hmm. Oh, I think more people should know about the mom monsters. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, no, that's yeah, cool. I'm, that's a, that's a good way to do it because the way I do it, I have 21 questions, all stuff that I've thought of randomly. And mm-hmm. I put them on the name winner, you know, the name wheel. And then mm-hmm. I numbered one through 21 and I shuffle it, spin it. Okay. You get that one, shuffle it, spin it. And that's how they come up. But there's a couple of questions that you're going to have that are on the previous show, which you know, I know you haven't heard yet, but, yeah. um, and it, you, yeah, you end up getting a lot of the same stuff and I'm like, man, I'd really like some new questions, but some of these are good. Yeah. You know, so I like that idea too, because you can pick them well, up. And well, and this is with, entre- with the entrepreneurial show, um, there are five, questions that i asked the the this and i i don't i don't know them off the top of my head but there's five questions that i ask the same every time and that's right after the lightning round but it's all business related stuff you know sure uh sure. you know like uh, i'm 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 stumped right now but um you know they're all the same because at some point i wanted to make a montage of you know this you know what i mean and so those five questions are the only ones that i asked that are the exact same for everybody but um, get to know you questions. Yeah, I use the I use I use different games. Hmm, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to. I wrote a note, by the way. I'm, I'm taking notes so I don't forget things, and that is one of the things I have taken notes on. Nice. Um, moving on to another question that I had is, I am under the impression, and I could be wrong. So this is your chance to clarify that for me and for anybody that doesn't know, but it seems like you're fairly newish to long distance riding. Is that the case or not? Oh, very, very, very new. Okay. Not newish. I'm new. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
I didn't even know this world was out there. You know, like um, back in, I don't even know when I did my first iron. Well, the first time, I don't know how I learned about the 1K in a day. I, I, you know, things come across my radar and, you know, I'm, I'm thick skulled. So they got to come across my radar several times before I really get it. You know, and then so I just knew that a thousand miles in 24 hours, I knew that was a thing. I didn't know anything about it. And I thought that what it was, was you had to do exactly a thousand miles in exactly 24 hours. And on my way back from Sturgis in 2020, I did just that. I was like, it was kind of by accident, but kind of by, you know, I was like, I'm going to try to do this, you know. And then so I set my navigation to home and then so it, it tracked my miles. And then uh, when I left, right. And then, so I was like, um, I, I was riding and I ended up riding. Uh, I was out in, Oh, I, I was in West Texas in the middle of the night and deer. I was just like, I, I got to get a room. I'm tired. I'm not you know, going to wipe out. I'm not going to hit any animals, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to, but it was hot. And I was like, I'm just going to get a room and I'm just gonna take a, like a four hour nap, you know? And then, so, uh, you know, I did that. And then when I, you know, I was still kind of foggy in the morning and then I was like, Oh, I blew my schedule. I, I blew the whole whatever. And then, so I'm riding and then I, I just keep looking down at my, at my, my nav, keeping track of the stuff. And I was like, Holy shit, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually hit the 24, uh, the 24 hour, 1000 mile right on the dot. And then, so I, I pulled over on the side of the road at a thousand miles and I waited like one minute for the clock to turn over to exactly 24 hours. And I uh, snapped a picture and I was like, Oh, wow, look at that. I did my first one K in a day. You know, I had no idea anything about it. I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and then, so, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I did, um, uh, I, I, I when come was across that? Iron- when was the that 20- the 20 trip? Yeah. Coming back from Sturgis. Yeah. And then, so, I did, um, I did an iron, butt, um, a certified legit, you know, once I realized what that was kind of about. And at the time, uh, I believe it was in 2021, maybe it was still in 2020. I'm not sure. But, um, at the time I was just like, man, this sucks. This, this whole documentation thing, this is just not fun <laughs> at all. You know, how you got to do all this and keep track of your receipts. I mean, I just want to get on my bike and ride, you know? And then, so I just kind of put that out of my head. I was just like, whatever. But the riding still stuck, right? I was like, this, this is still kind of a blast, you know, getting, you know, crossing state lines and, you know, it's just like, Oh man, this is really cool. And so, um, never been a camper my whole life. I never camped. I never, you know, I, I never owned a tent. I, I never, you know, it was just like, it's just not my thing. I'm like, I'm kind of a spoiled brat. I need to be in an AC, you know, I'm like, I can't sleep if it's not, you know, cool enough. Right. So, uh, I, uh, I mean, I have been camping, but it's, it was not on anywhere on my fun list. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you know, I'm doing this. Somebody's dragging me, you know? And so, um, but I dig the long distance thing. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a millionaire no, by no stretch, but I'm, I'm, I do well enough that if I can take the time off, you know, I, I can spring for a motel, you know, especially, you know, cheapy, you know, $80 motel, $80 a night motel. Right. So yeah, that's been a long distance traveling accommodations you know for for a good little stretch there and then um and then i just started meeting these people and and you know long distance a hundred thousand miles in a hundred days that came across (laughs) like as it was happening i was like this guy's a flake there's no way in hell this guy's gonna do that you know what i mean as it was happening he got to um 
uh, I don't know. He, he was doing an interview and he was, you know, uh, he was on and off my radar. Right. And then, um, somebody else said something about this, this crazy bastard, you know, Chris Hopper's riding his motorcycle a hundred days and he's doing a thousand miles every day or, you know, it's, it's coming out to that, you know? And then I was like, yeah, you know, I think I heard about that. You know, I was like, man, that's, that's nuts. Is he, so he's still doing that, you know? And then, so then I, I did a little search for him or whatever. And he was at this time, at this time that he came back across my radar, he was a little better than halfway through it. And then I was like, but I instantly switched from this guy's a flake to, Oh, he's definitely going to do it. He, he he's, he's advertising. He's telling people, he's putting it out there to the world. I'm going to do a hundred thousand miles, a hundred days. And he's more than halfway through. He's going to do it, you know? And so I was like, what is this all about? <laughs> so what is this, uh, what is this hopper fellow? And what, you know, what is, you know, what's going on here? So I just kind of was, um, I, you know, I, I've put, I put a lot of miles on my bike without doing crazy long distance stuff. I was just always riding, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, I, I did, a another, uh, Oh, the, the ride one K in a day, um, a different certification outfit, and uh, a lot easier, a uh, lot less. Um, uh, uh, they're they're not as um, critical, I would say, as the IBA, um, and and that's not a slam for on either organization. Uh, just different, and so that was more of my style at that time. And so I did, you know, and they got killer swag. Ramble, he puts that organization on over there, and, and he's he's got a tattoo artist that designs the patches every year, and there's just yeah. it's he's. He's always doing nice stuff. It's just fun stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. so um, I was like, oh, man, I got to get some of that gear. You know what I mean? So I was doing some I, I, at that time. I was doing more uh, ride one K's certifications than I was one K's uh, or uh, iron butts. And then so um, as I'm getting used to that process, I'm just like, well, I guess this isn't really that bad. This isn't that big of a deal, you know, doing the certification thing. And then I kind of got introduced to spot and then I got introduced to um, uh, oh, somewhere along the way, the IBA did, they started a premier program. And so I jumped on that and then that is just way more easier. I'm just like, Oh yes. Okay. So now I've got lofty goals and, and it's all kind of, you know, my, my, my perspective and, 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 you know, what, what's fun for me now has changed a lot um, since I bought that 2020 uh, Harley. So yeah, long distance is very new to me and, um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, definitely in my wheelhouse, I'd say. So yeah, the, the, sure. the, whole, the whole camping thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I was super interested in the Hoka Hay and I was going to do it, but I didn't want to do it on my 2020 because, you know, that bike with the 131, it's got a lot of, um, it's got a lot of get up and go, but it's also got a big bore kit. I just, it's just got problems. <clears> you know what I mean? It's nothing that I can really say. I, I'm, not, I'm not slamming anybody or anything. The the bike was built really well. Um, it just had some weird things happen along the way, and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do this challenge on a bike that I don't feel confident will make it. You know, yeah. and so I kind of drug my feet on the registration process, and so I was sitting. One of the things that pushed me over the edge to buy that CVO, um, I texted Kim uh, Twister, and I said, Hey. I said, it's September. What are the odds if I if I signed up for the Hoka Hay? What are the odds that I'd get in? Oh, you you no problem. You'll get. She goes, it's it's full. They got a full roster, but you know they'll put you on a waiting list. People drop out all the time. It's not going to be a problem. 
And I was like, okay. And then so like, as I'm talking to her, I'm looking at somebody else looking at my bike, you know, looking at the CVO to buy it, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right, I gotta let you go. (laughs) So like, and then I walked over and I, I was like, Hey, uh, Daniel, we need to talk numbers on, on this bike right here. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. You go, go, go get you a different bike. <laughs> you know? so, <laughs> so anyways, um, so that's how that, that's how all that went down. Uh, and so I'm not going to be able to make the hook of hay this year because I, I was too late and they do have a full roster and they got a full waiting list and everything else. So, but, um, it's all good. It's all right. Yeah. No. Um, the other thing that then you being long distance, being a new long distance guy is you have gotten into the rally scene just a little bit. So you must be mm-hmm. having fun with that. So talk about oh, yeah. that. How did you get into that? Hops rally. Um, Chris Hopper, the guy that we were just talking about with the yeah. hundred thousand and a hundred days, uh, he puts on a rally and the, he's this one that was in last November, um, in 2023 was his, I believe his <clears> fifth, um, Go ahead. So I want to just point something out for the viewers and the listeners that don't know what we're talking about. The Sturgis motorcycle rally is one thing, right? Daytona Bike Week, that motorcycle rally is one thing where, you know, you're going there. There's just a bunch of people hanging out. They're having a good time. There's lots of stuff to buy. There's liquor. There's, you know, everything that makes a rally. Right. But when yeah. you talk about the rallying that we are now talking about, I should have you explain that a little bit first, because for the people that don't know what that is, share some of that and then why you got into that. How's that? So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably makes a lot more sense. And yeah, I was the same way. Anytime the word rally came up, I was, I always thought party, you know, and I'm kind of an introvert and I'm not really much of a rally person. Right. And so big crowds and all that stuff, not my scene. So this other kind of rally that I, that I do like, it's, it's like a scavenger hunt, right? It's, um, you know, you are tasked with finding things and, um, usually how it revolves, usually how it goes is, um, you get a rally book and there's every possible way that you can make points in this book. It is impossible to hit everything. So you got to choose based on your writing style, what you can accomplish and score the most points that you can do. You know, and so, um, you know, everybody's got drastically different styles and, and, and different ideas of, of what it takes to, to, to get the big points, you know? And so that's, what's so much fun for me about it is it's like, it's not, you know, it's you versus other people, but it's, it's kind of really you versus you, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, not, not only can you, you know, not only is it important that you know how to ride a bike, you know, but it's also kind of important that you can kind of navigate and you know you can adjust on the fly if you need be and and things like that so i didn't really know that these types of rallies existed and then so again things come across my radar and i'm slow to to grab onto them but (laughs) the ibr or or the iba is the iron butt association and they have a whole big list of different types of certified rides that you can do they also host a rally every other year every odd numbered year and so I'd seen this come, I'm like, what is this IBA rally thing? What is this all about? You know, like they got a party now or what, you know? So then come to find out, you know, they do this, this, you know, you, you know, there's, there's different, you can't just sign uh, the way I understand it. You can't just sign up for it. You got to be uh, kind of invited. Um, there, there's different ways to get in the actual IBA rally, but the rally scene, um, the, 
that we're now talking about. There's several of these out there. Uh, Hops Rally is the best one probably for beginners like myself. Um, and so the first one that I completed was last year. I, I signed up for the one the year before, and then I, I had some I had some gear problems, and I didn't wasn't able to finish. And it, and then that that bugged the shit out of me too. I mean that that ate at me for a year, Craig. Really, I. I and I was just like, you know, I didn't say nothing about it to anybody, but it, I just, I stewed on it because I started something and I didn't finish it. And that drove me bananas. And so I probably, I probably bought something to some degree every month for 12 months that was going to change the way that I did a rally. You know, like I, sandwich bags. I bought a I bought a box of sandwich bags that I keep on my bike because I was one of the things that happened was I went through this downpour this wicked flooding downpour and it shelled out all my gear. Well, my phone was one of those things. You got to take pictures of these stops with your rally flag, right? You normally get a rally flag, yeah. And then you got to go to the point of interest. You put your bike in front of the point of interest. You put your flag either on the bike or hold it if you can. Take a picture of all that, and then you got to send it to the rally master. Right. And then you go to the next stop. Of course, this is all your pace. You know what I mean? But now my phone shelled out. I don't have any way to take pictures. I don't have any kind of, and then my navigation, my route was in my phone, uh, my GPS tracker, you know, that I had at the time it was, you know, I'd left the little cover on it. It's open. So water got in there. And I was just like, I was like little, a little sandwich bag <laughs> would have solved all of that. So the reason that my phone shelled out was because I had a small crack in it and I didn't know that. And so water, cause it was water, it's a waterproof phone, right? Up to so many meters and I didn't go swimming with it, but there was a little crack that I didn't know. And so water got in there and, and glitched me out. So I was like, you know, if I had just put it in a little cheap sandwich bag, you know, I would have been able right. to use it, whatever, you know? So like all these little things that I'm just thinking of every little, what if, okay, so what if we get into the, what if, what if we get into rain again? What if we get into this? I got, I got cold gear. I got hot gear. I got, you know, I got, you know, I got all this stuff, right? And then so I definitely travel. I do not travel light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got just in case and blah, blah, blah. And I got kickstand blocks and I got, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. <laughs> so for a year, I was stewing on, you know, I will not not finish again. And so this last year in November, I did finish. I finished top 10. But um, nice. There, was, uh, there, there it was just... It's just, it's just a blast, man. For me, you know, it's, you know, you, 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 you got to plan a route. And so with Hopper's rally, he gives you the rally book three days, two days, depending on how feisty he's feeling. You might get it the day before. Um, he doesn't give you a lot of time to study it and put together a plan. Right. And then, so this year, um, I was like, I even like my work people, my, my employee, I was like, I got everything set up. I'm going to take this time off. Nobody bother me. You know, well, my customers didn't get the memo. And so like I'm scrambling last minute so that I can ditch and, you know, I put everything off on the employees and I'm like, you know, Hey, you gotta, you know, take care of these problems for me. And then, so I went out to Houston is where it starts at the Republic, Republic Harley. And then, so the, the night before everybody's at having dinner. And then, so I went and had dinner with everybody and then I went back to the room so I could finish my route. <laughs> so, you know, um, so the next morning, you know, I was, I was ready to go. Um, but yeah, anyways, so there, there's lots of these different rallies out there. Um, there's, you know, Hopper's rally there, there's, there's a heart of Texas rally, which I'm signed up for, for this year, this coming year. Um, uh, I mean, there's several of them out there. 
Yeah, no, I and I've heard of a few, and just they do interest me, but you know the timing thing. That'd be my excuse not to do it, but um, they so the, the they heart- sound very interesting to me. Yeah. So, and like the heart of Texas rally, they have two different versions of it going on at the same time, right? So they have a, I think a three or four day, and then they have a two day, and they both finish on the same day. On the they both finish oh. on a Sunday, oh. right? So, I mean, I'm sure, of course, it doesn't. You know, I'm sure the scoring is going to be, you know exclusive to each different one but it's kind of cool that they both they both wrap up on the same day and so i'm sure there's going to be some overlap i'd be interested to see how that works but um yeah i mean it's it's just it's it's just a lot of fun for me you know it's just uh taking that 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 love of riding and and now you got to add you know something to it so um so i'm signed up you know for the alder america's ultimate long distance rider you know that's a free thing um, and it's, it's mostly, you know, uh, uh, how you say, um, you know, the honor system, you know, nobody's like, it's not, it's not like a really intense, you know, Hey, this isn't right or whatever. But I mean, you know, ride to eat is another one, you know, I signed up for that one also. There's a lot of overlap between these tour of honor. Um, there's also grand tours, right? So Texas has a grand tour, uh, the motorcycle grand tour, Texas. And that was, um, I was doing that before anything else. And that's uh, I kind of, I guess I skipped a step there. So I did the motorcycle grand tour, Texas It's 50 stops all over the state of Texas. And they change every year. Supposed to, um, you take your rally flag, you go to the point of interest, you take a picture, you submit it to the rally master. And so you get all 50 stops, you know, you get an attaboy, you know, you get a, you get a patch and you know, whatever else you get 25 of the 50, you get a patch, you know, you get a finisher patch or you get a, uh, you know, you get a, you know, the 25 finisher patch or the 50 finisher patch, you know, um, you don't get anything for having the most points. You don't get anything for being first, you know what I mean? So it's, and, and it's set up like that on purpose. Cause they don't want you to race through it because there's a lot sure. of cool stuff sure. that they want you to see, you know what I mean? And so, um, anyway, so the, yeah, so I was doing that and I was like, and this is cool. You know, me and my brother, we'd go, you know, spend three or four days, you know, rounding up these stops and, you know, everything's back road America. So it's, you know, it's just, it's really awesome. It's really fun to see these things, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah the rally so, world's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds like it would be. So I like, I like watching them and seeing what's <laughs> going on. That's really all I can do from here. <laughs> um, you, you talked earlier about this ride with Gavin. Um, yeah. You guys did this all over Texas. You kind of told us what it was. I think it was like 3,700 miles. You did in like eight days. Um, Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was watching that live as it happened. But um, tell us your story here. Like, how did this – I know the story, but I want you to explain it to people. How did this come together for you? Like, how did you end up involved in that? Sure. So, And what was your side of the story? So so, (laughs) – So Denver, uh, I met Denver. It's, it's, this is really, I'm, I'm going to try not to be overly detailed on this, but it's just kind of interesting how the universe just pulls you in these directions, you know? Mm -hmm. So in 2020, I got into, uh, you know, when I got my Harley, um, I started the Setzer Pendants brand, which is our family brand. And it is basically just, you know, we're independent minded people and, um, you know, we're, we're into riding 
you know, we're into riding our whole family rides. And so, um, I was like, this would be kind of cool to, you know, do a little YouTube channel. Um, you know, we call it such a pendants and, you know, just, you know, us riding around and, and, you know, seeing what we can see, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know Jack about nothing. You know, I didn't know, I, I knew GoPro was an action camera and that was about as much as I knew, you know? And then, so I was like, you know, I got some time, I can figure this out, you know, whatever. So, um, I was doing some vlogging, you know, and, and it was fun and I enjoyed making some, you know, like, especially with my son and, and my brother and my nephew, it was really a lot of fun making these videos. Those, you know, they're like little time capsules, you know, and, and, and the, the, whole, the, the, the really long-term goal with that was, is that, you know, I, I kind of wanted to leave something behind and, and for, to keep going in our family. Right. So sure. at some point in time, it would be cool if our kids picked up, you know, one of them picked it up and, and ran with it and whatever, you know? Um, so, I started learning a little bit about videography and, and you know, what makes the, th- the things work. Cause I'm a nerd that way. I got to know why, how things work. And so, um, I realized really quickly that as much as I love to ride, I don't want to watch an hour of somebody riding, you know, I'm like, this is not entertaining and I've got something better to do than just watch, you know, it's not the same yeah. as being, there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, well, I got all this footage, but it sucks. You know what? Nobody's going to try to, nobody's going to want to watch this. You know, my grand, my great grandkids that haven't been born yet are going to be like, this is stupid, you know? So I was like, uh, you know, how do you make this interesting? You know, how, how, so then I started learning how to tell stories. I, I start, I, I, I joined masterclass and I, I'm like, I'm listening to the James Cameron and I'm, I'm like, you know, what makes a story compelling? And then, you know, video editing, how do you do it? And and why do you, you know, what is B-roll and what is this and what does that mean? And why do you cut here? And what does all these things mean? And because I'm a nerd and I got to know these things, I learned them, you know, I learned a lot of them. I, I'm by no means a professional, but I, I know enough to know more than the average person. Right. And then, so as my little vlogging uh, journey was happening and unfolding, I met Denver Woods. Um, he reached out to me and he's like, Hey man, you want to be on the podcast? And I was like, sure. You know, we, we shot the, we shot the breeze for a little while and he's like, you want to be on my podcast? I was like, yeah, man, no problem. And then, so we actually talked, it was pretty funny cause we talked for hours, um, the day before the podcast. And then, so <laughs> when I got on his show, I was like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> you know, it was like, we didn't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but that's how I met Denver. And, uh, you know, we stayed in touch and, you know, solid dude, everybody, everybody loves Denver. Um, solid dude. And, you know, he loves to ride and, you know, he's a good guy. And, um, he's like the gatekeeper. It's funny how his show has become, uh, like this, the hub for, you know, people meeting each other online. It's really, really cool. And so, um, uh, I met, I met several people through his show and, um, uh, and through the whole motor vlogging scene. Right. And, um, you know, uh, good people just, um, you know, just, you know, I, I like to spend my time writing, you know what I mean? Not you know, doing reviews or anything like that. And I'm not slamming anybody that does, right? If you're listening, um, the, uh, the, uh, that relationship turned into, um, uh, you know, us staying in touch or whatever. Well, I went with him to see you guys at the start uh, at the, uh, hook hay kickoff in 2022. Yep. Um, well, he knew most of everybody because they'd either been on his show or he talked to him in some fashion or another. And I kind of didn't want to like ride his coattails. So I kind of just disappeared. And that's why we probably didn't meet. 
because I just was like, you know, I'm trying to stay out of this guy's way. You know what I mean? Cause that's just how I, that's just how my brain works. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, uh, I knew Kim from, uh, my, my vlogging friends in Houston. And so Twister, uh, Kim, um, yeah. she was yeah. there. And so she kind of introduced me to a few people and, and hop was there. And, and, and at this point I'd, I'd known, I think we talked a couple times before then or whatever. Uh, and then, um, I got introduced to riot, but, you know, I was pretty easily forgettable considering what was going on. Right. Yeah. So that whole, that whole, that whole deal shook out the way that it did. And, and, you know, it was really interesting and I, I just kind of been really nerding out about the hook. Hey, right. So, um, I guess, um, I don't know. It was the beginning of 2023, uh, January or February riot calls Denver and he says, Hey, we got this really awesome ride that we're going to do for one of our kids. Uh, one of our heroes, Gavin, he said, he's a, he's a boy that lives in shirts, Texas. And, um, what we're going to do is we're going to take him, me and Hopper are going to take him to every Harley dealership in Texas. We're going to put him on the back of our bike and we're, we, he's actually going to ride with us. Thing is, I need some kind of way to record this. And I don't know, Jack, uh, he goes, we, I mean, we got GoPros. I mean, we, we take selfies with our phones and stuff like that, but it would be really nice to have somebody follow behind us and, and, and video this. And, and maybe, you know, we get enough footage together and what, and, and so like Denver's like, I, I know the guy, I know the guy that you need to know, you know, Eddie is like, you know, Jason lives, you know, such a penance lives, you know, in, in the same city as, as Gavin, you know? And then, so he's like, it's that that was kind of like it was really weird right so the the you know looking back you know the the universe is bringing all this together it's really it's just really really cool you know or god or you know whatever it is that you believe so um denver calls me right after and he goes hey um i might have volunteered you for something that you might not have wanted to do but this is what happened. <laughs> he goes, this, Riot called me and he says, this is going on. And then like before Denver could even say, I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. What do I got to do? What do, how, you know, like, what, what was it? What is it? What, what, what I need to do? And then, so I was like, yes, give him my contact information or, you know, he already did or whatever. And so like a couple of days it went by and I'm like, Hey, Denver, did, did you, did you, uh, he hasn't called me. I mean, I'm in, the, I'm like, I'm like, I'm an offended little schoolgirl. I'm like, is he going to call me or what? You know? And so, <laughs> So finally, he's like, no, I say, yeah, send it. So Riot calls me and I was like, listen, I'm in. And at this point, you kind of got to kick me out. You know what I mean? If, if you don't want me, because I'm just, I love this. And I would love to be able to help any way that I can. Uh, I said, I'm very self-sufficient. You won't need to be waiting on us. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to buy our gas. Or you don't need to pay for our rooms. You won't even know we're there. Um, know that I'm there. The first conversation it, it yeah. was just me at the time. And then so um, he's like, uh, you know, we just kind of hit it off, you know, like, hey, this sounds like this is going to work. You know, uh, I was like, this is what I'm not into. I'm not into gathering everybody around and everybody saying cheese and and, and it's like saying, hey, can you redo what you just did? And, you know, hey, everybody, I'm not into staging. I, I want to capture things as they happen, you know, and I'm going to yeah. miss some stuff and I'm going to get some stuff. And, you know. Hopefully we can bring it together and, 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 and make you feel like you were there. And so he's like, perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping for, you know? And he goes, I didn't want to put this out there on the internet because I didn't want to have a whole bunch of people be like, yeah, you know, and, and it'd be a circus. 
And so I was like, oh, I ain't going to tell nobody. So it's, you know, perfect. So we had a few meetings, a, a few Zoom calls, uh, you know, the, the whole little team. And then Twister, I don't remember if Twister was uh, from the jump going to go or if she, um, but she, you know, it was the three of them and then me. And then so, um, I don't know, meeting two or three, I said, um, it sounds like I would be able to bring my son. You know, again, no cost to y'all. I'll, you know, I'm, he and I are taken care of. I'll make sure it'll pay for his. I said, you won't even know we're there. I said, but he's really into photography right now, and I, you know, I know that he would do a killer job, um, and it would be really helpful for me to have, uh, you know, a helper. You know, and so uh, he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. You know, whatever. You know, and then so his his underlying concern was Hopper Twister. Hey guys, can, can these guys ride? You know, because like, I don't, you know, it'd be great if you can take pictures, but that ain't going to do me no good if they can't keep up, you know? And Kim was like, they can ride, they can ride. You know? <laughs> and so um, uh, that was uh, made apparent pretty soon on as we were running through stoplights and <laughs> had our first stop. But because they were uh, green, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, motorcycle lanes and all that stuff. Mm. It, was, uh, it was all good. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I got this opportunity. Um, be a part of something that I would not have been had I not in this weird roundabout way got into um, starting a YouTube channel and, and playing around with buttons and levers, right? Sure. So, so yeah. So we followed them around, and you know, we took a lot of took a lot of footage and a lot of video, and and you know, putting together a putting together a doc. Uh, so here, here's 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 something here's something that's kind of funny. Riot, he, you know, like the whole time he was like, you know, we'll, we'll put, you know, we'll just do whatever we can with the footage, right? I was like, okay. So, like the first day in the first hour, I heard this word that I'd never heard before from him, and that word was, "We're going to put this documentary together." And I'm like, I'm looking over at Chase, and I'm like, "Where's the film crew? What's he talking about? This? What's this documentary? What? What? What do you think? Documentary? You know?" And then so I realized he was saying the the stuff that that we're doing, you know, is going to be the, the documentary. And I'm in my head, I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> there's, there's no way I can I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do now. You know, I'm like, we're all saddled up and we're about to leave. And he's talking about documentary. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was like, uh, like the first, you know, the first time that Chase and I had alone, I was like, Hey, did you, you heard him say documentary, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you, what was that all about? And I was like, I guess that's us. You know, it did. So anyways, it was just kind of funny how that came up. The first time I met Honor, uh, she, she asked me, she, uh, we were sitting down to eat and she goes, so how did you get into making documentaries? I said, I met Riot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's how that happened. <laughs> So we heard uh, you were on a podcast recently. I think it was the V Twin Life. It was you, uh, you Denver and Bry, and you said or you made the comment that this thing is going to be done by the end of the year. But I notice mm-hmm. we're in a new year, and then as I think back on that, you didn't say what year. So yeah, when when can we that. expect this thing? <laughs> the end of the year. <laughs> end of the year just you know just hold your i also said i was gonna go ride my my harley do a 1k in a day in shorts and a shirt you know yeah but you did, I did that i did you know yeah and, you did that. and this documentary will be ready at the end of the year okay <laughs> <laughs> i noticed um i think it was the stubborn goat facebook page so 
everybody knows if you're new watching this on YouTube, these shows are recorded and they're recorded in in advance. Um, so we're, I don't know, somewhere early January. And when this show comes out, as of, I think it was today. So if you look back and go, oh my God, this has been out for a long time. Well, today there was a documentary, um, not a, 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 like a trailer, a trailer about this documentary posted on the Stubborn Goat page. And <clears throat> so it's got to be, at least you have the trailer done. <laughs> so, and that was, how long was the trailer? Like a minute and a half or something. So yeah, I imagine the rest <laughs> will be done by the end of the year. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Yeah. So the, uh, the funny thing about the trailer, right? So we did a Monster Monday and um uh you know Christmas Riot Day. Yeah, Riot and Hopper and 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 Kim, you know, Kim not so much but but Hop, like you know Hopper and I don't talk much and when it is it's like how's the documentary coming? <laughs> you know, and so I'm like it's it's going great. You know, and uh so anyways, uh I I uh, I was teasing um uh, Riot and I said, "Hey, I said we got to we had to put this out there and, and like, it's, you know, ready to, you know, like we're going to air it on monster Monday. And he's like, oh, I love it. You know? So I sent him the, I sent him the intro and I was like, just air that, you know? <laughs> so we tried to word it to where it was like, if you want to watch the documentary, tune into monster Monday on Christmas, you know, like everybody's Christmas gift. But you and never so, even said that you never yeah, said was, the documentary, but I believed it was coming. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. why do we have a two-hour Monster Monday? And what's all this? <laughs> you know, you're alluding to this thing, but I got to tell yeah. you, the the trailer that'll hook you. Um, you can yeah, see I, what what's really cool is you can see, you know, riots this so-called big badass biker guy, right? You can <laughs> see what this means to him in the trailer. You and know, that's, it, it totally changes your perspective of everything mile monsters when you watch that thing and 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 what you just said right there is the exact thing that i got to experience while i was there riding with them um there's a um there's a quote from um martin luther king um uh let's say i'm probably i'm probably gonna butcher it right but it's um you know uh can you hear that no no, um, no. <laughs> darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. Right now, yeah. Yeah. now, the, now, and I'm nowhere near. I'm not even trying to say that the 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 similarities of hate and everything like that is what is applicable here. But the love part is always what stuck with me. Right, and and to to love people, uh, uh, you know, outside of you know, just strangers, just loving strangers. You know what I mean? It's that's somewhere that our world needs to get to. And it sounds, you know, hippie and, and, you know, love the world and all this stuff, but, you know, being there and watching riot hopper and twister, the, these three people love this kid like their own is just amazing to witness you know, just, just amazing to be there in the presence of such selflessness of, you know, basically strangers caring about other strangers. Right. And I mean, they're not strangers at this point, you know what I mean? But they started out. Strangers, right. right. You know what I mean? And the, I, I'm really glad you said what you did about the trailer and about you, you can see the love because through the show, you will be able to see a lot more of that. 
And I think it is just a very inspiring, very awesome story. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We were sitting on the couch and, and, you know, it, it hits you kind of like, Oh, it's a wave of emotion really. Um, Mm -hmm. when you watch just the trailer and if I, and I might not be verbatim, but I'm pretty close. Renee looked over at me and she said, Oh, she said, I get it now. Really? Yep. And it was, it's, it's, you've, if it's anything like that, I can't wait for the rest till the end of the year. Listen, If this, if this tells you anything about me, right. I don't ever brag on my work. I never, I never hype anything up. I'm always very conservative with things like, even with my business, you know what I mean? I always just let my product speak for itself, you know, and most of the time, most of the time people are happy, you know? And so I've been successful. Um, Anything that I do, you know, I, you try to do the best that you can. You, you can. Sometimes you hit. Sometimes you miss. When I cut, um, there, there's a, so that how this is coming together is is I'm cutting the story, and then I'm having my son come through and um, clean up audio, you know, equalize, you, you know, do, do some graphics, do some effects, stuff like that. The story is mine. You know, and then the flash is him, uh, I think is probably the, the most easy, the easiest way to say this. Right. And so there was a, there was two major parts of this documentary. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this documentary. Right? There's two major parts of this documentary where I, I just, I sat back and I was like, I really don't give a shit if nobody likes it because I love it. And I am so proud of what this is turning into, you know what I mean? That's awesome. And so That's awesome. I've never really, I mean, I'm excited. Just, I'm just, I'm really excited. Um, and I don't, I don't say that. I don't, I don't get like that. So, um, I, you know, I, I got a lot of friends that, that, you know, they, they try to hype up their crappy work, you know, and I was like, dude, that's crappy work. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're going to love it. And I'm like, I don't, you know what I mean? Um, I, this has just been, it's just been incredible. And it was really daunting whenever I first started, you know, um, w- 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 whenever I sat down to my computer and I get nestled in and I get all of my files ordered and, and, and categorized and everything, I've got over two terabytes of data. There's over 4,000. 700 files there's over 120 hours of footage that we're parsing through looking through messing with going back through changing up you know oh can't use this you know and then so what i did was, was i gave riot and i gave hopper each a gopro you know and i had the settings set the way that i wanted them and then so I was like, look, he's going to open up to y'all more than he's going to open up to me. You know, I mean, I'm going to chase this little kid around with a camera the best I can. But, you know, w- w- whenever you have a moment or whatever you're feeling or whatever, all you got to do is hit this button, turn the camera on and, you know, get what you can. You know what I mean? Any Anytime that you want to ask him a question, if you can, just get on, just get on camera. You know, it's not a big deal. And so they got some killer stuff. You know, because, the, you know, he just opens up to them. He loves them. He loves those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I can put a camera in Gavin's face and be like, tell me what you think about this. You know, and he's like, eh, that's, you know, 
and Good. then Hopper can do it. And then Hopper, you know, and he opens up to Hopper, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. this has been yeah. so much fun, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, you know, whenever I started going through some of this stuff, I was like, all right, you know, because I was, I was, it was very daunting whenever I was, I was going through all these files and going through all this stuff. And then I'm a kind of a perfectionist, right? And so I'm looking at some of the quality of the footage that I got. And then I was a little disappointed in some things. And then I was talking with my, and I was just, it took me much longer to get going than I wanted to just because I was so afraid of failure. And I was so afraid that, you know, this is just not, it was just, it was a little, a little overbearing it was a little, not overbearing overwhelming and so i was just like all right okay okay all right i got this i got this you know and then you start going through the footage and then along the way it just kind of revealed to me that this has got absolutely nothing to do with the picture quality you know the noise the artifacts the the blown out audio here the wind noise there the whatever you know what i mean and then as i'm watching reliving this story through video you know and as i'm trying to cut these days together and and make this you know something that's you know enjoyable to watch i I just that just all faded away and i'm just like this story is coming together so beautifully i love it so, Good. well, we all can't wait to see the final project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end well, of the year. But the end of the year can't be here fast enough. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's I, like, I don't like, I have some other questions, but we're already way longer than I thought we would be. And we still have five more to go. Um, is there okay. anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to as a YouTube professional coaching? Oh, mind? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> coaching the blind that's about the only thing i could coach you know um i, I don't know man I, I um you know i just you know live life you know i i've, I've you know there's we talked about personal development earlier and uh there's a there's something interesting that i think is um i would say important for people to understand um you know you, you can't <laughs> You cannot possibly think that at this moment in your life, whatever moment that is, it doesn't matter. You could be 80 or you could be eight. You can't think at this moment in your life that you have all the tools and that you have all the information and all the knowledge that you do not need any help. And what I mean by that is, is like, it's, it's a, it's a, should be like a constant improvement. You know, um, Jim Rohn used to say, how big does a tree grow? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't grow up until this thing and say, that's good enough. You know, a, a tree continues to grow until it doesn't grow until it's dead. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, and so I think that that's, um, I, I think that that is really important because there's a, there's a part of, you know, there was a section of life for me where I just kind of felt stagnant, you know, and a lot of that revolved around, you know, you get to a certain amount of success and you get to a certain amount of comfort and you don't feel the need to, to grow or you don't feel the need to push maybe as hard as you did or should. And I think that, you know, I think everybody could learn from that. I think that everybody could, you know, you, you could always do better. You know what I mean? And that's not to, that's not the, the arrogant coach that, you know, is like, yeah, you know, you need to shave more time off your, your lap. But I mean, you, there's always, better that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy what you've done 
you know, but anyways, I, I think that yeah. that's, yeah. I, I think that that's something that gets overlooked a lot and, 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 and people's defense, and, and, you know, it might be overlooked because, you know, you're, you're busy dealing, you know, you're, you're busy living life, you know, life throws things that you, you know, all the time and in all different directions. And then you, for, you know, you kind of get out of patterns of growth, you know what I mean? And it's absolutely, like, that's a, that's a great know. way to put it is you just keep getting beat up and you get out of that pattern. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great way to look at so, it. Nobody gets overweight overnight mm-hmm. and nobody loses weight overnight. Nobody becomes a genius overnight. Nobody, you know, well, I mean, there's some of you, there's some of you punks that are born with <laughs> great genes, but, but my point though, is just like, you know, it's a continuous, it's a continuous growth. You know, I was thinking the other day, you know, most people think of a stock chart, how it goes up, you know, and then down and up and then down and up. Right. You know, life isn't just from point a up straight up, you know, it, it has the, you know, the, it retracts, you know, you, you have your quote unquote bad years, you know, if that's what you want to call them, you know yep. what I mean? It, it isn't just this great rainbows and butterflies all the way up to the top, you know, and the top meaning, you know, death or ripe old age or whatever, you know, but the, but the, the thing that I think that people don't really grab onto is, is that whenever life comes back down a little bit, you're still way ahead here than you were way down here where you started. You know what I mean? Yep. Even if you have yep. to start over in life, you're not really starting over unless you just did not remember a damn thing over the last 30 years. You're not starting over. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. You so. know, on that note, uh, I'm you've saw it. Everybody saw it. Everybody on Facebook seen it. There's a post that says, if all you did was survive 2023, I'm proud of you. <laughs> right. You've seen it, right? That quote actually pisses me off (laughs) and I've commented on a few and it's like, if all you've done is survive it. Yeah. You've wasted 12 months. Yeah. You wasted it. You should have learned from it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you made it kudos, right? That's so let's celebrate that victory. But if all you did was survive it and you didn't learn a damn thing, that's your fault. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you say that because that's been, I've seen that post recently and I've seen it a bunch recently and I'm like, I am not on board with that one at all. (laughs) You know, I don't know where my mindset changed, right? Um, You know, it's just gradual along the way as everything else, you know, Um, there's a a couple of key spots in my life where I was just like, you know, this light went off for me and I was like, I got to change some things. You know, I used to be a really angry person um, and I, I, you know, I got there from my dad. And so, um, that, that one thing is something that, that was the first thing that was the first thing that I was like, I want to change this about myself, you know, and because I could see it affecting my family. I could see it affecting my kids and my wife at the time. And, and I'm like, y'all think of me this way, you know? And then like, they didn't want to answer me because they didn't want me to get pissed off, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. So, I mean, it was like, I'm going to change this about myself and it didn't happen overnight. And I had a lot a lot of relapses, if you will. Um, there was, uh, it was, it was not an easy process, you know, because I, everything that I've known up to this point in my life has been that, you know, but you don't get your way, you throw something against the wall or you punch your holes, you punch, you know, whatever, you know? And so I don't know, that's, um, it, you know, the, the whole, it doesn't happen overnight thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, absolutely. like the growth is a steady process. You know what I mean? Even when you hit the retracts and whenever you have the, the, the fails or whatever you want to call them. And so, yeah, whenever somebody says, you know, if you just survived, you, you did good, you won. There was a, there's a quote that I like that says, um, 
I think it, I think it might've been by Muhammad Ali. I think maybe it's probably by somebody a lot more profound and maybe he just said it, but if, if a man, if a man, and I'm going to butcher it really bad, but if a man thinks this, uh, the same as he did 20 years ago, a man's wasted 20, 20 years, something along those lines. That was Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Was it? And so it's, it's, you hear all the time, you know, Oh, you're different. You, you, you've changed. Well, God, I hope so. (laughs) I've got more data now. I should change. I should have a different perspective. You know, if, if I had the same exact viewpoint as I did 30 years ago, my God, now don't get me (laughs) wrong. Your character has got to be the same. You know, you got to be a good guy. You got to be, you know, a a good person that shouldn't change, but it's like, you know, uh, if you, you can't, the world has got a lot more gray as I got older, not just in my face, but you know, things that used to be black and white, man, it's, I'm living on a world of gray now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, that, and that's all great stuff. Absolutely love it. And what's, I don't know if you're a believer or not divine intervention, God, whatever you believe mm-hmm. the next, your five questions. Oh, you already got them. <laughs> oh yeah. I do this before. Because otherwise, I got to sit here and do it, right? But uh, no, the very first question. So we're going to start. We're going to go right into that. Question number one is, what have you changed your mind about in the last few years and why? Oh, what have you changed your mind about? Kind of fits what we've been talking about here for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's um, you know, and this is the over analytical part of my brain, right? I, I, I have problems with these questions. But, you know, there's... um. Um, and I think I heard you ask this to somebody and I was like, what have I changed? Anyways, um, more than three years ago, it, it was my anger. That was the first thing, you know, that was the first thing that I, I set out to change about myself. Um, what have I changed my mind about in the last three years? Um, I mean, several things, you know, mile monsters, hell, I, you know, uh, as far as, um, you know, like I didn't know anything about mile monsters and then being, you know, seeing it online and then being a part of it, like with the goats tour, um, it, I, I got a, I got a really good and probably rare opportunity to actually see the real life part of my monsters versus what you see online because years of the social media game and people are just different people. Usually, usually yes. Denver, yes. he's the same cat. You know, you talk to him online, you talk to him in real life. He's the same guy. You, uh, you know, the times that we've talked online, the times that we've talked on, you know, the same, but a lot of people, they put on this show, they put on this, you know, thing and, and it's, it's just gimmicky. Right. So it's like, I kind of take social media personalities with a grain of salt, but mile monsters and then their outfit and, and you know what they do uh, that, you know, cause I, I, I go, I go right into pessimism. You know what I mean? Just like I, when I first saw, when I first saw hop, you know, oh, this cat's going to do a hundred thousand. That's sure he is. You know, and then as, as it starts to happen, you know, you change. It's like, oh, wow, well, okay. So I would yeah. say Mile Monsters. Yeah. Um, and, you know. And you even answered the why is because you were there. You were a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Question number two. What topic well, would and, you speak about? Oh, go ahead. Let me not. Well, and, 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 and the, the, so being there a part of it, right? That's, you know, being able to see it. I had a really, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, favorable opportunity to see it. But the the they are gen, that riot is a genuine genuine person hopper is 
genuine. They're not, there's a meme where the, you know, people are taking a selfie as they're given, you know, you know, like they're giving people free clothes or something like that. And they're, they're making sure they get a camera. That's not who these people are. You know what I mean? And the, the double-edged sword here is, is that for people to understand and see what mile monster is about, you got to take the selfie. You got to show people that you're doing this, you know what I mean? But they're not doing it because, you know, Hey, look at me. Hey, look what we're about. I mean, they're doing it because they, they love these kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And seeing that genuine, you know, they're genuine people. And that is, that's awesome. And that's awesome to see in real life whenever you, you don't really know if that's really how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. yeah. <clears throat> I get it. I get it. Um, it's funny because you talk about Hop and Riot. They do a lot that we don't see. You know, yes. I happen to be pretty close with Riot. I'm, he's one of my, if I need to vent about something, he's one of those people I call. You'd never guess that seeing him on social media. Um, yeah. Hop, you mentioned that he doesn't talk much to you. He don't talk much to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way he is. I mean, he's a great guy. If mm-hmm. I have a question or if he has a question, like we'll talk, but he's very busy. You yeah. Know? So, that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So it's funny you mentioned that earlier, but yeah, with the kids, there's, yeah. they're not putting mm-hmm. on a show. You know, some people yeah. put on a show, they do not put on a show at all. Right. So, I mean, cool. the, the, Hop's going to be riding with Yevin tomorrow, I believe. You know, um, yeah. I don't know exactly when this is going to be released. So it, it, it already happened, but well, I mean, whenever, yeah. whenever this releases, he's probably going to ride with them tomorrow. Yeah, because <laughs> he does that. True. You know, and, and you know, you don't see all these rides on social media. He's going. He's coming out here to pick the kid up to go for a ride because he loves that kid. You yeah. know what I mean? And and to see that kind of sincerity from people. Especially bikers is um, well. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, not especially bikers, but bikers get a bad rap. Yeah, yeah I think yes. you know. Yeah. Um, they're they have been the most some of the most genuine people I've met. So I I, I wish I wouldn't have said it like that. But well, uh, no, but that gives us it gives you an opportunity yeah. to make sure that the people that listen to the show they're all motorcyclists, so they get it. But yeah. if somebody happens to watch it because they know you and they just want to see what's up or they're friends of mine on Facebook and they just log in to support me, mm-hmm. you know, that's a thing though. Like since the seventies TV media mm-hmm. um, has always portrayed the bad guy as the motorcyclist, you know, the, yep. the good guy's never been the guy on the motorcycle or rarely is. Right. So that's just kind of ingrained in everybody's, you know, thoughts mm-hmm. process going in once you get in once you know most of the riders that's very much not the case most yeah yeah most so, yeah most yeah. i mean you get you got some hardcore ones out there for sure there's no getting around that yeah there's but, a few yeah. um okay question number two what Great. topic would you speak about if you were asked to give a ted talk on something outside of your main area of expertise my monsters dmd uh, and I, I'm using those interchangeably, and I guess I shouldn't. I, I think that I would probably try to talk about DMD, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Uh, and I didn't know anything about it until uh, I started riding with the Mile Monsters or started getting involved with the Mile Monsters. Um, and Duchenne's was a really, really tough word for me to try to pronounce. And I just kept saying, oh, it's DMD. And I, did, I didn't mean to like downplay the word. It was just like I didn't want to do it a discredit by not knowing how to pronounce it, you know? And so, yeah. Um, yeah. but anyways, yeah, I would try to give a TED talk on. Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. Is it Duchenne's or is it Duchenne's? Uh, here in Texas, it's Duchenne's. 
Okay. <laughs> well, y'all say it wrong. No. You got to accentuate the E on the end? Duchens? I, th- I, I could be wrong. No, I thought it was Duchens. Duchens? I could be wrong. So, you know. I was saying I, like. We'd, we'd have to go to the I, I was, experts on that one, which I'm not. Yeah. Which is why you're going to give a TED Talk on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be able to get to, to this level of pronunciation that I've got because yeah, before exactly. it was, you know, it starts with a D and uh, it's bad stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So question number three, this sometimes you got to think about this one. What is something that is really weird or unsettling that happens to you on a regular basis? Oh, this is easy. Um, I frequently, I am frequently told I am frequently told um, from people in all walks of life, Jason, I've never seen this before. Whatever it is, uh, you know, I could take a computer into the geek squad. I've never seen this happen before. Might take my Harley into Harley. Well, I've never seen a, a lifter do this before. I can take my, I, I, I had back surgery. I had a spinal fusion done and uh, uh, the stitches that they use are like Kevlar. You know, they're, they're basically indestructible. And I say basically because I broke one. And so when I broke one, I developed the hematoma and then I had to go back to the hospital. And and the 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 initial surgery, the, the, the fusion and all that went great. It was terrific. It was flawless. I get home. Uh, it was like day two or three of being home. Uh, I go to sit down on the couch. I broke a stitch. Um, I, you know, it didn't hurt. It was really unsettling, you know, but. I go back to the hospital. Uh, the doctor's like, oh, my God, what's going on here, right? So um, long story short, they ended up cutting me back open to, to drain the hematoma because they couldn't get to it because it already started to coagulate. Anyways, when he opened me back up, he realized the reason I was bleeding is because I broke a stitch. And he said, I've never seen it before. Nobody's ever done it before. <laughs> and for, you will, I will never be able to forget you because you're the only person who's ever done this. I'm like, I didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? But this happens to me all the time. And so I've actually started pointing this out. And my son, he picks up on it all the time too now where he's like, you know, we go somewhere and, and, you know, like I could be getting a reservation at a motel and they're like, well, that's odd. You, you know, I can't seem to pull up your account information. I've never seen this before. You know, whatever. It's just, I get that all the time. So that's an easy one. That's funny. Okay. So question number four, um, this is a good question for you too. When I saw it come up, um, when you think of the word successful, who is the Mm -hmm. first person who comes to mind and why? Mm. Uh, I'm kind of an Elon Musk fanboy. Um, so I would say Elon Musk and, um, you know, a lot of people are kind of jaded on, on like on the guy. Um, I, I, I think uh, he's got a great story and uh, you can pick it apart and you can dissect it and you can say he's a fraud or you can listen to how I tell it and and take it as that. And so, you know, whenever the financial crisis hit, uh, he was already a millionaire. Uh, he, he, you know, he had developed and sold PayPal, um, among a couple other things. And so it was like, uh, I, I, I watched some kind of documentary on him. And then, so he was like, you know, I, I, when I, whenever I first hit my first million, it was, uh, he sold something to compact computers, you know, and then he was like a kid, you know? 
Uh, I mean, actually, he he actually did sell something when he was a kid, but yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Anyways, my point is, is like, you know, he, he made his first millions, batch of millions, and he's like, well, you know, I always wanted an island. You know, he's like, I know enough. I got enough money to buy the island, but I don't have nothing. To, you know, I don't have no money to do anything with it, right? So he's like, so I take all that money and I put it into something else, you know. And then, you know, then I sold that business, and then I got enough money to buy the island and maybe a house, but I don't have, you know. So it was just kind of a funny story. the The thing that I thought was just impressive, um, and why I see him as a successful person is. During the financial crisis, um, uh, and I'm probably going to screw up a couple little minor details, but don't pay attention to that. Um, <laughs> during the financial crisis, Tesla and space, um, well, Tesla was, um, was was just completely out of money. Um, they um, they were you know they were struggling. They couldn't figure you know they didn't know how they were going to get through the end of the week. And then so they had they they had raised money uh, through all the different sources you know all the funding and all the different stuff that millionaires do and how they do it whatever, and then so um, his his money guy says, Elon, we don't have enough money to make it through the end of the week. He goes, we got to have X amount of millions of dollars or whatever blah 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 uh, in order to get to this next benchmark in order to get paid basically, and then so Elon says, I'll figure it out, and so um, the next day. He, he calls a meeting and he says, I got the funding. And so um, they go to the meeting or he goes to the meeting and uh, they said, well, you know, what, what's going on? And he says he raised so many, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Um, and they're like, you know, where did, you know, we turned over every stone, you know, how did you, he says, I, I've liquidated it. I've liquidated everything that I've owned. Everything that I own, everything is, I sold it. And that's where the money's coming from. I'm all in. And so he could have easily just walked away a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what what's really impressive and in my mind successful about Elon Musk is that money is a tool for that man more than it is a status symbol. He doesn't care about money. And so I think that people really underestimate that about him. You know, it's just, it's just like a wrench, you know, it just doesn't mean anything to him. He sold all of his houses. You know what I mean? He doesn't, you know, he likes flashy things. Don't get me wrong. And I'm talking like, you know, like another guy. Right. But he's, um, he's, uh, he's the idea of success to me. Now there's some, there's of course, there's some shit that there's some say shady shit that people will point out or whatever. And, you know, if you are or are not into electric vehicles, you know, you're going to point that out or whatever. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in having that conversation. The guy could sell widgets for all I care. Just his mindset and how he he approaches stuff. You know, he got into he got into uh, SpaceX, uh, you know, by accident. You know, he, he was he, he was a. Uh, um, uh, he, he, he didn't have any ambition to to build rockets. He got into it because it was like a shortcut to his ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just—it's just fascinating how he approaches problems because you know there's a lot of similarities that I see in myself. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm nowhere near his level of thinking, but um, you know, the straightest line from A to B is is usually always a straight line. You know, and he, he seems to be pretty masterful at doing that so yeah for sure uh, yeah he, he's a guy that i think of success sorry i didn't mean to drag that one out hey part of the question was why uh question number five 
Now this, another fitting question. Uh, morning rituals. What does the first hour of your day look like? Oh, okay. So um, right now, uh, as of, let's tell you the 4th, January 4th, the 3rd, whatever, uh, as of the new year, um, uh, the very first hour of my day consists of um, the minute that I know that I'm awake, um, I have, um, uh, I have hypothyroidism. So the very minute that I know that I'm awake and that it's time to get up, I wake up, I don't use an alarm. I wake up, I take my medication, I haul ass into the shower, I shower. And then, um, I do, I do all of my stuff in the shower, right? So like I go brush my teeth and, and all the stuff, you know, it's like everything is in the shower. So it's to all be water from fast. Yep. Yeah. Yes, efficient efficiency. That's kind of a thing of mine. Jump in the shower. That's usually a 10, 15 minute deal. Get dressed. And I'm usually trying to haul ass to the office. Get here as fast as I can. And then when I get here, I'm making coffee. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have any Jenny's blend. It is Dylan's blend that I'm making. Um, and while I'm making. We got to um, end this. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I have not, I have not tried yeah. it yet. Um, but while my coffee is brewing, um, I am filling out my gratitude journal. And so this is a remarkable two. And so it is changed a lot about me. And so this device right here, I use daily. I hate, to, I, I hate handwriting and I hate to write. I hate to write stuff. This device actually makes me want to write more. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing. But there's a template that I downloaded and it's a gratitude journal. And so I, I really focus. I try to be um, uh, very purposeful, very intent on the things that I write down in that journal and uh, what my day looks like. And so, you know, there's some affirmations in there. There's, um, you know, uh, the things that I'm grateful for. There's, you know, things that I'm, I'm you know, a, 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 a real dear friend of mine, his son is, uh, is just hit the news. Uh, he shot and killed somebody. Um, we know it to be self-defense, but it's just a rough, rough story, uh, yeah. how it's unfolding yeah. in the news. You know what I mean? It's never pleasant and, you know, people, tr the trolls. And so like one of the things is just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that that kid's alive. You know what I mean? Cause it could have very easily went the other way. You know, yeah. things like that, yeah. you know, I, and, and, and so like being a part of this DMD community, the way that I am through my monsters, I am beyond grateful. And, and it took me, you know, being a part of this community to see this, I am beyond grateful that my son does not have to deal with or had not had to deal with the things that these boys have to deal with. I'm grateful that I personally, as a parent, did not have to deal with the things that these kids parents have to deal with you know and so like i write that stuff down because i am I, it's so easily it's so easy to take that stuff for granted mm. you know what i mean mm. and and so because of how grateful i am that that's not part of my life i'm kind of making it part of my life if that's some kind of weird thing you know what i mean yeah so yeah. um so yeah that's and that usually takes about an hour because it's a 20 minute drive so yeah yeah, that's awesome. That's a great way to start the day. So it's hard to it start used to off be negative when that's how you, when you're doing that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And so it used to be exercise. It used to be smoothies. It used to be a lot of different things. And all these things worked to the purpose that I use them for. You know, mm-hmm. this, uh, this season of my life, it's, um, it's a intent and gratitude is how I start my day. Awesome. So give us your last parting words, final parting words for the show. Um, you know, I appreciate the invite. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I have full of gratitude knowing you and getting to know you. Uh, um, uh, this whole community, uh, not just mile monsters, but you know, the, this whole online biking community, motorcycle community, this, it, it crosses all, all these, all these different worlds kind of cross over, you know, and, uh, it's uh, been a lot of fun to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, for sure. Where can we follow you? I know it sets or pendants, but give us all your socials and if, you know, anybody, any of my listeners can find you, follow you. It'll be entertaining, sure. but tell us where. It's a, uh, yeah, usually, um, uh, it's just sets or pendants usually everywhere, uh, even on Facebook. However, um, these days since mile monsters, I'm, I'm interacting more on Facebook and my personal profile is Jason's, you know, Jason Setzer. Uh, I'm pretty generous with the accepting friend request. The, what, you know, if I get a friend request and I see, that, you know, if I see that they're a friend with you and a friend with Hopper, uh, I'll accept it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, this isn't going to be somebody from India trying to sell me, sell me something. <laughs> you know, usually that's not the case. Some, you know, sometimes yeah. it is. But, so I'm usually doing pretty, pretty generous with the, with the friend, accept, uh, friend, friend requests. Um, cool. I don't really have any kind of, um, uh, filter, you know? So I kind of say, you know, I try not to be on social media as much these days, but because of mile monsters, it's kind of drug me back in because there's just like stuff that I'm constantly doing. Um, and with that, I'll say the monster K that's coming up. I volunteered to be tattooed and tased and I didn't even bring that up today. And so, um, if he raises an idiot, so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I was telling that story to somebody. I was like, you know, I said, I, I first reached out to riot and I was like, Hey, I got this idea. Do it. Do it. That's awesome. I love it. Do it. And I was like, hold on. Let me tell you all the details. Don't need them. Great idea. Get tased. I love it. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, I was like, uh, you know, because the trauma thing went through my mind, you know, and, and, and with the kids, you know what I mean? I was like, hey, you know, they're, it's all good and fun games and all for anybody that doesn't know, I'd volunteered to be tattooed and tased if at different money intervals of my fundraising up until June for the monster cave. So I first reached out to riot and he was all in. He's like, yeah, I love it. Do it. And then I, I, I reached out to Craig and he's like, Jason, this is a terrible idea. It's, it's a terrible idea. It's dumb. It's, it's not a good, this is not a good, this is, I would do something else. There's lots of different things that you can do. There's this that could go wrong. There's that that go wrong. This is, this, this, this doesn't make any sense. And then so that I sent you a screenshot of riot. It said, and you're like, well, I mean, I guess if Riot says it's okay, <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. <laughs> I am, I'm, I have made it very obvious. I am not on board with this. Yeah, however, my girlfriend appreciates your support. <laughs> however, <laughs> um, I grew up at the racetrack, you know, and when you're a true race fan, you never mm-hmm. want to see, you know, you don't want to see the crashes. You're there for the racing. Right. right. But if a crash happens, you sure as hell don't want to miss it. So you're going to watch. I'm not on board at all, but well, I'm not going to miss it. 
I don't blame you. It's got to be fun. <laughs> the, 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 you know, there. I was I was worried about being able to raise that. You know, ten grand is a lot of money. I raised two grand last year, and I gave away a thousand dollars worth of prizes. And so I was worried about being able to raise that kind of money. And then so, 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 so there's been several people already. They're like, you know, I don't think I'm going to fundraise. I'm just going to send my people to you. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't think you think realize what you got yourself into. And I think I pointed that out in the beginning. Also, I said there's yeah. one variable here that you're not thinking about, and you went. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds of that happening? Here we are. It was like day two. Pretty good. Yeah. I think we're just gonna send all our money over to you. Oh, okay. So uh anyways, yeah, there's that. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on board. I appreciate our friendship as well. Folks, that's it. If uh if there's a guest you'd like me to have on the show. Let me know. I'll see what I can do. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, of course, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow these adventures on Facebook or Instagram by looking for The Real Wild Ass. Of course, I am Wild Ass Craig. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. And of course, Iceman, thank you.